Good morning, it's July 28th. We're reading through the Bible in one year. Our Old Testament reading is in Psalms 53, 54, and 55. Psalm 53, you might read that and go, wow, that looks familiar. Looks familiar because we've seen an adaptation of that from Psalm 14, actually. We would call this the adaptation of that in uh, Psalm 53. Psalm 53 uses the Hebrew word Elohim, word for God that translates God, as opposed to Yahweh that's used back in Psalm 14. There are some minor variations uh, in these two Psalms, but the basic idea, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. That's how the Psalm starts. And uh, that is a reminder to us, those who ignore God or suppress the knowledge of God or act as though there is no God. Uh, this is a um, a foolish way to live, and that's explained and described, and um, it is what we've covered in Psalm 14. Uh, Psalm 54 is a call for God to save us, save me by your name, which is an interesting way to put it. That reminds us that name in the Bible, it caps, encapsulates all that the person is. Uh, save me by your authority, save me by your power, save me by who you are. Now that's the call in verse number one, uh, to vindicate me. Uh, and then I'd like that word that is used there, translated from Hebrew, helper, reminds us of the way the Greek word parakletos in the New Testament in Greek is translated helper of the Holy Spirit to speak of God being our helper, which is not like the prosperity gospel preachers put it, that God's going to get on uh, the on-ramp and merge into my passions, my goals, my directives, um, the things that I want to do, but we're merging onto His, if you will, and that's the idea of God being our helper. He helps us. He comes as our refuge and our king and our helper in accomplishing and doing and living out what he has called us to do. Uh, and that's why Psalm 51, the one we covered yesterday, uh, reminds us that when we're off that path or we're not doing what he's called us to do, he corrects us and directs us back to uh, the path. Um, I love the end of that as well. He delivers me from every trouble. Uh, everything we've been through that we've gotten through, we've gotten to this day. It's like Psalm 103 that he's delivered me uh, and healed me from all my diseases. Thus far, everything in the past, all, every victory, every deliverance, every um, recovery from an illness, all those things we credit to God. Psalm 55, sad psalm to read about burdens and hardships and trouble. All of that here reminding us of the feeling that we have when we say, as he puts it poetically, we want to fly away. We just want to be done with all this. And again, a theme we've seen throughout the psalms, another one about betrayal, about people that we uh, leaned on and respected, that we trusted in, that has turned their back on us. Um, the Psalms certainly, if you've been through a situation like that recently in your life, are a comfort to us because we see how the godly respond to that. And he says, yet, but I trust in you. I'm going to be confident in following you regardless of the difficulty I call on God. Uh, and I love the end of that. I think the ESV title um, over this psalm is that last line there, or, or near the end at least, cast your burden on the Lord. And that's just a continual call in the Bible for us to make sure that whatever the burden is that we have, we don't carry it alone. We cast that burden on the Lord. Our New Testament reading is in Acts 27, the second half of that chapter. Pick it up, I think, in verse 16 as we continue the scene of the storm, which turns into a shipwreck. And um, it says how many, I mean, just short of 300 people. This is a big ship. There are prisoners being transported. And uh, Paul says, if you leave the ship, you're not going to survive. Stay with the ship. God had promised Paul that he was going to make it to Rome, and if you did not stay with Paul, you didn't stay on the ship, you were in trouble. And so at the end, it's just the typical scene of an old-time shipwreck, people floating on planks, but everyone, the 
273 or 76, uh, shy of 300 passengers and crew all made it safely uh, to the shore. And we'll pick up the story tomorrow as we continue that um, journey to Rome. Our New Testament uh, community imperative is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, uh, verse number 12 in particular, and I'll add 13 to that as I read uh, the gist of it for you. It says, thus sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak. Uh, when you do that, he says, you sin against Christ. Uh, therefore, he says, if food causes my brother to stumble, I'll never eat meat again. And that picture of the conscience being wounded, the meat sacrificed or dedicated to idols that was sold in the meat market. All of that was part of the issues that we dealt with in Romans 14. And we are told that we are to love each other by um, at least one of the things in this passage, by recognizing the magnitude of our sin against each other. It's like sin against Christ himself. And that's a good perspective for a community imperative today. I put it this way, see sins against each other as sins against Christ. And that changes everything. Just like I often say service toward each other ought to be seen as service to Christ. I mean, the Bible makes that point. We're the body of Christ and we serve someone. We're serving Christ. And that kind of dignifies and motivates our service. Well, this is something that helps us, uh, prohibits our sin against each other is the fact that we see that sin as sin against Christ himself. Christ takes it personally, just as in the Old Testament. God takes sin uh, against his people personally. He says, it's like you're messing with the apple or the cornea of my eye. Don't do it. And so for you, remember today, as you think about the temptations we have uh, to be rude or mean or lose our temper or whatever it might be against someone in the body of Christ, remember today that your sin against a brother or sister in Christ is sin against Christ. And I hope that re, um, curtails uh, the kinds of activities that might be in, in the category might be classified as sin against your brother. Tomorrow we continue our reading through the Bible as we get through the entire Bible in one year.